0: Welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host Gerhard Mollin, currently from Vienna. And as always, enjoy the music. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode. Episode number, let me check, (laughs) I'm not confusing anything, 24. Hey, and as always, first and foremost, I hope you're doing fine wherever you are right now. This episode, a beautiful episode with an amazing guest, with Michael Nuss, a dear friend of mine, a brother, he's one of the top Wim Hof instructors in Europe and just an amazing person with an amazing story. And his story starts with, like you know, like he kind of like, yeah, he lost his life energy the joy in the joint life. So he started very, it was a very dark place in his life. In a life crisis and deep depression, he was actually looking for methods that really, really work. And it kind of like ignited this journey of helping people to rediscover their life energy and their kind of like, joy for life because yeah um most of us or many people have he has met in his work as we of instructor they have lost their inner connection and with this they also their vitality and happiness and health and it's not like that it's disappeared it's just like they lost their sense of their own inner navigation system which is always looking for the light in life and yeah he his journey has been amazing. He has been he's now a Wim Hof instructor, but he also um, is a very uh, well well-taught mindfulness practitioner. He works a lot with movement practice. He know he, he works with releasing stuck emotions because yeah, it's beautiful like he argues that you know many trapped emotions make our lives difficult because they affect us subconsciously and block our life force so actually we're not even aware of this like trapped emotions and yeah michael or michael um he he works with a lot of people and he really helps them to rediscover this life energy we all have it within us because he says like it's beautiful like as long as we have a beating heart the life energy is within us we just have to rediscover it and unblock it it's a beautiful conversation and um, unfortunately, we won't have a YouTube video this time. I used a new platform, Riverside, to do remote guest episodes. And there were some technical issues afterwards. I didn't notice during the recording. But we're going to have an audio only. And I hope um, the quality is good enough. I really tried to kind of like improve it because I was, yeah, were some technical issues. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. and um, But luckily, I was able to export only his video with his audio only. So they're going to be really nice reels, short reels on Instagram and all social media platforms. But yeah. Oh yeah, he's also working on a really cool book um, about cold exposure and the cold bathing. And there he works with a photographer and she noticed something very interesting that actually, you know, like, she took pictures of people before the cold exposure or the cold bath and afterwards. And you could see the, the switch before that, people would always kind of like put on a mask, and you know, like how they would look like in a in a picture. But this is what photographers are not interested in. They want to see the real, true, untouched soul. And she noticed after people would come out of the cold bath, it would kind of like re- reveal their beautiful soul as they are. They wouldn't think about how they look, and you know, there's something not right. No, they just would shine and be happy. Anyways, Michael, amazing, amazing person and brother. And I hope to get him on the show once his book is out in, a, in one or two months. I will, of course, read the book and then I'm going to discuss it. It's going to be amazing. And yeah, as always, thank you so much for all the feedback and the ratings. And um, that really helps to support the podcast and reach a wider audience. And if you want to continue or if you want to support the podcast, yeah, you can give it a five star rating on Spotify, Apple podcast or your platform of choice. You can, uh, f- don't forget to follow and subscribe to it as well, or recommend it to a friend if you think that's something worth listening to. And most importantly, happy as always for any feedback you sent me or just by listening. Thank you so, so much. Without further ado, enjoy the beautiful guest episode with my dear brother, Michael. So, yeah, I'm going to press here and see, starting in four, three, two.
1: Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. go. Get hard.
0: Hey, Michael, 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 Michael. Hey, man. Thanks for joining. It's an absolute honor and pleasure to have you as guest today.
2: Thank you so much. I'm just looking forward to hang out with you and chat with you again.
0: Amazing. <laughs> so, Michael, first question, the most important one. How do you spend your time? Actually, when you're not invited as a special guest in a podcast nowadays?
2: Um, uh, (laughs) Most of the time.
0: (laughs) Most of the time.
2: (laughs) Well, I either host workshops Mm -hmm. and retreats. Mm -hmm. Luckily, with really, really close people like my wife Mm. or Maximilian Freila, who was on your show, Mm -hmm. I think, three episodes ago. Or something like this, mm-hmm. and in the time between the workshops, um, I right now, for example, write a book about ice bathing. Wow! Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a very exciting process, and yeah, do marketing, mm-hmm. organizing, mm-hmm. and besides that, I try right now to connect more and more in the community in the area where i'm living mm-hmm. in circles Amazing. yesterday we did uh, an ice bath with some people in the area and yeah just connect with the local uh, people
0: wow so wow there's so many entry points actually mm. maybe we start with actually yeah first of all congratulations actually recently you launched your own podcast the tribe of a life I, Thank you so much. I love the name. And I think maybe it's a good entry point to your story and uh, what you want to try to give back. So what inspired you to start this podcast and what inspired you for the name, The Tribe of Life?
2: The recent years, since eight years or something like this, I'm very, very committed to find portals into aliveness. Mm-hmm. Um, because before this, I had uh, problems with it. I was uh, in a dark time of my life. Mm-hmm. But there was a shift. And then I realized there is good things. There's goodness in life. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you zoom into this, it is very nurturing. And that brings a lot of aliveness and beauty and joy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think we can all do it if we just pay attention. <laughs> so we can do things that make us feel good and also go deeper into thoughts that are actually lifting us up mm-hmm. and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And we can also go into things that are like really parasites in our um, life, mm-hmm. pulling out the energy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think it requires some strength and courage to really go for the things that make us feel good. Wow. Because um, there will be forces that try to hold us back. Forces from our own conditioning, mm-hmm. but also from our surroundings. Wow. Because some people have suppressed their own vitality a lot. And if they see someone else very strong and alive, it is difficult. To see that wow. a part of them also thinks this should not be there mm-hmm. because I don't allow it in myself so I have to also suppress it in the other person
0: wow this is so fascinating just uh, just last Friday at a conversation with a friend in Helsinki she also like she's a Kundalini teacher and she we talked about exactly the same thing it's like she was like how do you she was we talking about like why is it or how do you deal with this kind of situation where you feel like wow you are like in a moment of your life where it's, you feel alive and there's a lot of light going on, but then you walk through life. So yeah, the, the question was, how do you meet those people who would see you, this person who is like, at the moment, full alive, alive, and it would try to kind of like, drag you down again. But I, I, at that point, I want to say that these people are evil. They're just like, they don't know it better. This is resonate for you. It's like this, like this, yeah, wow, they see someone who is alive and they kind of like, they're uncomfortable with that
2: (laughs) I think the first step for me personally um, is to connect with other people who also are on Mm -hmm. because this will give you the biggest strength you need a tribe this is why I call it the tribe of a life wow everybody can join it it's not exclusive everybody who has a pumping heart in the chest can join
1: Mm -hmm.
2: yes and I think the to understand that it does not have to be heavy mm-hmm. and dark, like mm-hmm. this can be amplified to find this tribe of a life and mm-hmm. people who also go for it. And I think what you asked um, the people who um, don't like it so much, I think they have only have real power over you if you also have this inside this part that doesn't really trust and doesn't really allow it. Mm -hmm. Because then they can connect to this part. For example, if someone says like, don't be so loud. Of course, it's sometimes understandable the need that you need some quiet time. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, like it's time to sing and to have fun (laughs) and to be alive. (laughs) And for me, this is a big issue because my father didn't like it when I was so loud. Wow. When he was having his nap. So sometimes he came out and was very intense. Mm -hmm. So when I'm loud or someone else is loud, I have also this inside this, oh, I should be not so loud. Okay. And for example, uh, when the neighbors of mine, don't like it that I'm alive and sing and play the guitar, you know. Then it docks onto this belief that I have myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should be. I should... Wow. And so the way I think is to, to go back and look at this inside first and understand that, for example, this situation is not happening anymore. It's not really dangerous anymore. Yes. And then can I can talk also to these people like a grown-up person. Mm-hmm. Not overreact and rebel against them, mm-hmm. but also not just collapse and do what they say. Mm-hmm. But say like, okay, you want quiet times. I want to play the music. How can we find a solution?
0: Absolutely. And there's a... Wow. <laughs> there's a few, few points. So A what resonated with me like what you said like actually it's, it's interesting that we have to have courage to be happy and have actually have courage to tap into this life force why do you think that is that we actually need courage to step out of the darkness into the light shouldn't be the other way around
2: I think in order to really live we have to risk to die mm-hmm. because because for example, if you show yourself, if you're being really true and honest, you don't know how the other people are gonna react. Mm-hmm. And, or if you launch a business that is really from your heart, you don't know if it's gonna fail or not. And yeah, so I think it's a natural impulse to try out things, to mm-hmm. express ourselves, or yeah, to just live life. Mm-hmm. And, and Of course, if we do it and something is really coming from our heart, it will hurt a lot if then there comes a rejection Mm -hmm. or if something fails that we really, really want to do. But this is just a momentarily thing because we can learn from it and then keep trying. And if we don't try it at all, it will suck out our life energy. It will destroy us also, wow, just in a more slow way, and not so visible. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, we have a choice, Mm -hmm. we can allow this to slowly destroy us, or we have to go into the risk voluntarily. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we do it. And maybe we get hurt. Mm -hmm. But we have the option to experience something cool to grow to actually
0: achieve what we want to achieve wow i'm getting goosebumps listening to this so one one thing what you wrote i love this quote on your wim hof profile uh in a life so you're like this life crisis and a depression like very dark moment and you were looking for a method that really works you wanted to kind of rediscover this joy and this spark can you talk about this a bit Cheers, man. Cheers. Wait, <laughs> oh, I'm going to take you um, to...
2: Yeah, so I think when things are dark, mm-hmm. it's really, really important to focus on small things of goodness,
1: mm-hmm.
2: on, on little lights in your life. Um, for example, when I was really, really in a depressed state, hmm my thoughts were in a very repetitive loop about the darkness of the world and also uh, of myself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I was in this darkness, I was losing the hope. Wow. And I was also losing the meaning, like why should I try? Mm -hmm. And in this moment, it is so crucial to focus on the small good things For example, music, the hug from a friend, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: or someone smiling, Mm. or a butterfly. Because there is goodness, and there is vitality, and aliveness, and and beauty, and love. Mm -hmm. It is truth. It it, it exists. Right. And when we forget it, we go down a very dark hole. (laughs) And... (laughs) I know that because I tried You <laughs> try
0: to go really dark.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I just realized at one point, this is not leading really anywhere. Yeah. I need to change my perspective. I need to focus on hope and joy and love. And there's many, it's like I said, music or hugging or singing. But sometimes when you're really dark it's still difficult to penetrate you Mm -hmm. and reach you because you have such a barrier in front of yourself, a cloud of darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you jump into an ice bath, like in the Wim Hofmann, Mm -hmm. it's such a deep impact, it's pretty reliable. (laughs) It will reach you. It cuts through the bullshit. Yeah, Because...
0: Oh, I missed you, now, Michael. There was a you were frozen. Yes,
2: I, it's a good moment because I just said like <laughs> it brings you out of the thing. Yeah. It's a break mm-hmm. from the uh, default mode network. Mm-hmm. So it's an interruption in the everyday stress or what yeah, you so believe you know,
0: it in. It gives you like a for a short, brief a moment, like when you're like surrounded with this thick, dark cloud. For a moment, it opens up and the sunshine goes through.
2: Exactly. And this is a moment of orientation. Mm -hmm. I also write about this in the book I'm writing right now about ice bathing. Mm -hmm. That we can choose to focus on these moments Mm -hmm. and strengthen what we see. For example, life is good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, you can believe that life is bad and vicious, or you can believe that life is good. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. And it provides a moment where you can actually really, your whole body, feel this truth. It is true. There is goodness. Mm-hmm. I can be happy. Mm-hmm. People open up, they dance around, they start hugging you, and you feel the love from the heart. Mm-hmm. And it's not a question in this moment. Life is good. It is a truth. hmm and this can direct us in our life that we can actually do things that are really good and feel good and make also other people happy. It's an option.
3: Wow. It's so, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it just can be a guideline. <laughs> yeah, a guideline, I think. These windows.
0: And also, like, knowing, I think, what, why, probably what, when you said, like, what really worked with the Wim Hof method and this ice bath, it just showed, even though there's like a thick dark cloud, the sun is always behind it. It will never disappear. And that's the beauty of life.
2: Exactly. As long as there are a beating heart in your chest, Mm -hmm. the life force inside is active. Mm. And I think it's like a flower. It is actually looking for the light. And we just have to fucking let go (laughs) and allow this to happen. Yeah. And yeah, also sometimes with courage, grow into the light.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And also, I think what 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 it comes with, you know, like having the courage to kind of like live this or like let embrace this life force and look into this life, like the goodness in life, but also understanding that who who you are is like you are a complete person. But the courage comes then from stepping into the zone that might lead to other people not liking you or like judging you. And I think also this is also like a lot of courage to actually walk that path, even though it sounds ridiculous, that we have to have. that we have to have the courage to do this (laughs) yes (laughs) and um there's one quote i liked about like when we said like the trapped emotions make our lives difficult because they affect us subconsciously and block our life forces and you practice methods to kind of like release the stuck emotions where do you where do these emotions come from the stuck emotions and why is it so important to work with kind of like to release them or like we know it's important like but what where did they come from in your opinion
2: man i i love your question i like really like you're well prepared and <laughs> we are going to the very important points yeah yeah so thank you for for this question i i think it's a very no- normal process that there are situations in our life where our emotions want to come out, but we, for example, as a child, we are not able to hold them. Mm. They are too big for us to hold them. And then they get stuck inside of us. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, as a child, we need someone to hold the space for us so that we can cry and process these emotions. Mm. But when the parents, for example, are afraid of emotions themselves, or they are just stressed and don't have emotional capacity because they have financial issues, or problems with their partner, mm-hmm. or they're frustrated because they are also suppressing their life force, mm-hmm. then it will be difficult for them to be there for us. Mm-hmm. And as a child, we cannot speak a picture we have a very small, narrow perspective. We don't understand the stress of our parents, what we see is, right now, nobody's loving me. Mm -hmm. And with the stuck emotion that we suppress also comes the interpretation, the belief that something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not loved at this moment. So something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I think we just integrate these beliefs and the subtle emotion in a very uh, early age when the neuroplasticity is very high. Mm-hmm. So it's just a pattern. And this stays with us.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah, I think very interesting. I just this week I read about from Alfred Adler. He was like a very um, progressive psychoanalysis, like early 20th century. And he said, like one of the reasons, what you just described, it's it's, it's fabulous, is like um, we humans are the only like race or like where the mind develops faster than the body. And so we always, as a child, we kind of like grow up and we kind of like are a small body, but we already like see a lot of like grown ups that can reach things, that can do things that we cannot do. So we develop this basic form of feeling inferior constantly. We're feeling inferior to the people around us. But the issue is that often, not always, parents focus on the the body, the bodily, you know, like how do we support the child on a bodily level? But they're not able to kind of what you just described to tap into the emotions and the mind. How can we help them to understand that you're a child and what you experience, the emotions, and maybe this this sense of feeling inferior has nothing to do with you? but no one tells us. And then we can, like, what you just said, grow up with these wounds that then like, just get stuck in our development and are, like, blocking us.
2: Well, I think also another factor in this is the orientation of what we present on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then there's judgment about this. You know? For example, with the, with the grades in the school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about the process. And to say like, hey, it's normal that you have to try that you have to fail. But your worth is not attached to this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's a strong orientation on the outside success. Also in the adult life. Mm -hmm. Yes, what have you reached? What can you present? And it's not so much about like, are you trying?
1: Are you playing? Yeah,
0: yeah, because no, when you yes.
2: when you play, you try something and it's in the nature of the play that mm-hmm. you don't know the outcome. Mm-hmm. That's the fun of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this is not um, so much rewarded mm-hmm. in, for example, school or in business life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've also there's a, another notion that is like that actually when we grow up, neither rebuking someone like saying this was bad or praising neither of those actually good because praising would all leads also like a, a young person or like teenager also into a direction because they was like oh i like i just got praised for doing this so now i'm actually chasing praise and the other way around punishing is the same same thing same coin just different sides
2: <laughs> it's so true and also Sometimes it's in indirect ways, mm-hmm. not even intentionally, but for example, when the parents and the kid are sitting in their living room and they're watching television. Mm-hmm. And then, for example, the, the parents judge the people on the TV mm-hmm. or make fun of like people in the park. Yes. Um, putting them down can be of all kinds of reasons. Like, look at them, they're so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Or listening to a concert and then like ah uh, they didn't sing so well mm-hmm. it was like not so good or praising someone in the television like, look at him he's really good this is really impressive yes. wow. this is really mm-hmm. wow and lifting them really on a pedestal yes
0: yeah, so true and
2: the child again indirectly creates beliefs like ah you are judged by like this and that and i should not be like this i shouldn't i should be like this mm-hmm. and yeah creating beliefs about like how to create your own worth
0: yeah creating your own worth and also like showing that actually indirectly that look at the outside world before you look inside look at first how the outside world is and then like compare it what you should be instead of like looking who am i in the first place and seeing there's the beauty exactly that's who you are and it's perfect <laughs>
2: Exactly, and also that you have your own inner navigation system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this will lead you and guide you Mm -hmm. more reliably into happiness and health Mm -hmm. than outside organization. Mm -hmm. Because if you try to copy someone or be something that you are not, it will make you unhealthy and unhappy. 100%. 100%. And
0: now that actually in your... Yeah, as Wim Hof instructor, as, you know, as healer and like working with, with people. I guess for people who are listening to this, I think we all have experienced in one way or the other growing up that, you know, like we all feel like, oh, we have not, we would love to kind of like relearn to listen to our internal navigation system. What has your experience been with working with people across all ages and, and genders? Is it possible, doesn't matter what age, to kind of like rediscover your inner inner navigation system?
2: It does not matter the age. It matters your level of motivation, <laughs> and it matters the met- the level of support, mm-hmm. because it's a multi-faceted process mm-hmm. that takes a lot of time, effort, and support. Mm-hmm. But it is possible for wow. everybody. Yeah. Because, like I said, the flower always wants to grow to the light. Yeah. And we learn to bend ourselves to suppress this life energy, this natural expression, and it is inside of us in everybody. Wow! And with yeah, with there's many things you can do about it. Mm -hmm. We can also talk about it if you're interested in it, Mm -hmm. um, because it's it's like I said, multifaceted. Mm -hmm. But what we can do over time is to clear the inner channel yeah, and create a stronger inner connection mm-hmm. because from inside it always wants to reach out to us it just needs us to also reach out to it wow and then we can find it find it again and more and more ground ourselves with
0: yeah i mean what is like, Chris, like for example now you discovered with the wim hof method is like this very effective um kind of like sledgehammer method where it's like in an in like not instant but very fast you can show people all right there's light what other method in your journeys methods have you learned and you know like how how they have shaped you and methods that you can recommend like what are like the top three methods you would say that really helped you over time
2: okay so the first thing that comes to my mind is practicing sensitivity. Mm. We need strength, like we said, the courage to do the things and the belief that we can also deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. So we practice this, for example, in the ice bath, Mm -hmm. there's doubts in our head, the stuff that wants us to hold us back, but we do it anyway, and we feel good afterwards. (laughs) So this is the strength part, the masculine. Mm -hmm. But there's also the other part, we need a navigation system, a guidance. And for this, we need a lot of sensitivity Mm -hmm. in order to feel ourselves, to feel, to hear the signals from from inside. Mm. And the sensitivity and mindfulness will also help us to become aware for example, of thoughts or habits or what we actually do that is actually damaging us, mm-hmm. that is actually sucking the, li- the life out of our life. We can, with the sensitivity and mindfulness, become aware of the parasites. Wow. Because they only navigate uh, or like they only have power when they are in the dark. Mm-hmm. But when we become aware of them,
0: we can redirect our focus. Wow. This, I just need to, this is just so f- hitting the nail. I just, uh, f- I listened to, there was Ellen Watts commenting on a conversation with Carl Jung. And Carl Jung, I mean, like fascinating what he talked about. Um, he talked about evil and light, light and evil. And actually what he said, for example, it's just amazing. He said that, For example, when you think about what we say, like very evil people, like Adolf Adolf Hitler, for example, this is exactly what you just mentioned, is like these people, they are not aware of the inner darkness, and we all have it, but they project this inner darkness to the outer world. So only through acknowledging and becoming aware of our inner darkness, and we all have it, there's light and darkness, but only becoming aware, we can actually, how to say yeah, live a, light, live, live a life full of light because we're aware and we don't project this darkness to the outer world. And it's like what you just said. It's like, wow, it's amazing.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, I, Yeah. I want to say about this also, the darkness, you know, inside of ourselves. I speak a lot about going into the light, mm-hmm. right? And focusing on this stuff. But I think it only is possible if we really embrace our Mm darkness and, for example, understand and see clearly where it's coming from and have a deep understanding and compassion also for it. Mm -hmm. But it does not mean that we allow it to control our lives. Mm -hmm. It's not a contradiction to be very compassionate, understanding about what's happening and at the same time say, like, this has to stop.
3: Yeah.
0: And then I think also like understanding. Um, sometimes you're like through traveling through the darkness, you'll rediscover your light. And I think now looking back at my journey it's like what you'll never kill your shadows. You know, darkness. You're just like yeah. You. I love the word that you said. You you find compassion for them and you kind of learn to live with them and understand. All right, hey. Um, this is a, this is a negative thought, a darkness thought, but that's not me. I'm gonna observe it and then like can see what to do with it and to be honest like even like i don't know how it's for you but even for me like today i did another um cold shower in the morning it's still it's still like the you know like to get to step into it it doesn't get easier <laughs> you still have to go no like, <laughs> no you still have to bring up the willpower it's like okay let's do it
2: <laughs> i mean this is the process of life i think yeah it will always be challenging and mm-hmm. like you said the darkness will never go away yeah <laughs> and in an in a, in a interesting way it even helps us mm-hmm. because it's like training constantly mm-hmm. like to observe yourself to grow to develop but like i don't think for, for me personally that there will a time will be a time where it's over and you just relax and lie down mm if you like i mean maybe when you're dead but i don't think that it ends with that to be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest i think that that's the fascinating thing but i think maybe at some point we will understand why in nature we have this balance between our dark, darkness light and like and it doesn't work without it because it's just like the form of like how life creates there's always some form of resistance and it's always needs some form of work that needs to happen and just like thinking about mm-hmm. even like muscles, like if there's no resistance, we the muscles just don't grow and we, what's called muscle imp- entropy. And yeah, kind of like we need, there's a, there's a natural form or natural, how do you say, like input of resistance we need to actually mm-hmm. can grow and live.
2: Right. <laughs> so it's accepting it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: embracing it, mm-hmm. but not allowing. It's to win yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and control our lives. Yeah. But to say like, you're a good training buddy and I'm going to grow through this because I choose yes. to work on myself, to meditate, to observe myself and to direct my life.
0: It's a sparring partner, actually. It's beautiful. It's
2: a sparring partner.
0: Yeah. And actually, it, it, it's just another abstraction if you think about like our planet Earth and what's happening in the world. There's a lot of suffering right now, a lot of strategies, Um, but in a sense it's also a feedback mechanism how things should not be Mm -hmm. and we hopefully learn from it as an organism or like over the next decades
2: it's a a point of orientation hey um, you asked me before about specific practices I would like to come back to that Mm -hmm. because the sensitivity can be practiced in several ways and I think like really physical um, in a connection to the physicality and physical physical practice that in which we, we, we usually use it also as a meditation to really feel the movement mm-hmm. to connect to our nervous system mm-hmm. and to the body is mm-hmm. very very useful mm-hmm. and the second thing is to work on the level of the emotions mm-hmm. and the practice that help me there the most Is the practice of space holding Mm -hmm. and consciously releasing old emotions. Mm -hmm. So uh, it works like this. When you're triggered by someone, somebody or a situation when the emotions are hijacking you and putting this dark thing about life or this judgmental thoughts or this urgency and this feeling like something's really off and I have to react now. Usually this is an overreaction and we don't improve the situation through that. Mm-hmm. Wow, and the way to come back to a grounded and centered space is to feel the stuck emotions. But sometimes we need someone from the outside to hold the space for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is a difficult pill to swallow for many people, because we live in a society that is very focused on the individual strength, and to be like self made and like not need anybody. But actually, we do need others. For example, mm-hmm. for this, I have practiced—not, I'm not, uh, not exaggerating—more than thousand hours. Wow! To release my emotions mm-hmm. that are stuck inside of me, without outside. Wow! And I'm telling you, you can do this for hundreds of hours, and not have so much depth and release than to do it in five minutes with someone who really well holds the space through. Wow. Because the capacity is just much bigger and you can really process it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's a concept by Vivian Dittmar and Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it helps me in my life a lot and also Mm -hmm. people around me started picking it up. Mm -hmm. Almost all people I'm really close with are doing it. And we do it with each other and help each other in this way and it's just wonderful.
0: Wow, so wasn't it Vivian?
2: Vivian Dittmar.
0: Vivian Dittmar. And yeah. she she is it like a name to this practice or just holding space. Yes,
2: she calls it in German bewusste Entladung. It means in English conscious discharging. Wow. And it's a very, very interesting Um read also the book. Uh, it's called In German Gefühle und Emotionen. Mm-hmm. Eine Gebrauchsanweisung. And in English, it's, uh, I think, feelings and emotions. In German, there's also a book, The Emotional Backpack, The the Emotionale uh, Rucksack, but I don't know if it's translated in English already.
0: Oh, wow. These are great books. I need to link them in the show notes. I highly also recommend
2: her seminars. And um, yeah, she has also online programs. I did most of them, and it's really affordable and uh, really life-transforming
0: a conscious discharge what a name by the way it's like wow yeah and also like i like the the the, the title of her book kind of like a manual for to your emotions and i think it's exactly what what this whole is like we come to this life where we have this insane fascinating organism to deal with the mind the heart the soul and we no one can like tells us how to use it and then we're just thrown out in this wild world and surrounded by people also didn't know how to do it some of them if you're lucky you meet someone who has some understanding and then we're like in this society where it's all about all about rationality and your mind and individuality and i think we it's like insane that we've forgotten not just like this feeling of togetherness like in a physical world but also like that we are as much connected to a plant and a tree and an animal as to a human we're not we're not separated at all which is like this crazy organism
2: that's so true i mean like i think a lot of the problems that we see mm-hmm. is the over overstimulation or the over emphasis on the thinking mind mm-hmm. but the thinking mind gets really overwhelmed with life mm-hmm. and also like you said it creates a feeling of disconnection but you know, like the, the instincts, the emotions, there's a lot of intelligence and wisdom there. You know, I think it's so crazy to if you imagine that like evolution, most of the time there was no conscious thinking how we experience it now, mm-hmm. but still a lot of intelligence. Mm-hmm. And look at the animals, how they navigate life. This is so intelligent. Mm-hmm. And also, our ancestors, they were living in groups. They had an inner navigation system to find food. Mm-hmm. They could organize living in a social system with their emotions, but they were not thinking. Yeah. But they could navigate life. And there's a lot of intelligence in these forces. And we, know if when we are not connected to them, something's really missing, and their mind gets overwhelmed. hmm the mind is like the dictate, dictator. He wants to control, it wants to control everything. Absolutely. But then it's too much. It needs to be in the proper place.
0: It needs to be in the proper place. And yeah, absolutely, because like your, your mind tries to figure out the future and what do you think about this. Is it the right decision or not? But ultimately there's, you know, like all this, you know, like it's actually, it's, it's a huge thing to kind of like outsource those tasks back to your inner navigation system because it's It knows the answers already and it's about like also like a lot of a lot about letting go to be honest it's about like letting go and it's a hard part this also takes about a lot of courage because there's so much uncertainty once you let go of your imagined plans
2: to be honest i think it oftentimes needs a strong impulse that that um, it allows us to let go Mm -hmm. for example like people start to let go and start praying to something else or like opening up to other forces, supporting them. For example, when they are sitting in a plane and the plane is going downhill, mm-hmm. like almost crashing, then everybody starts praying. Yeah. Or if you like in a very strong life crisis and you just, I realized I don't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Please, mm-hmm. something out there, please help. And also, When you go into a very intense situation in nature, like we were just in Poland holding a retreat and we were going in the middle of the night. It was really freezing cold Mm -hmm. already and dark. And then we went to this waterfall, a very strong waterfall. We went into the water and it's so intense to do this. Mm -hmm. And you cannot control the situation with your thinking you have to let go and trust the body that it knows how to deal with this. So for me, these strong physical situations that forced me to let go were very helpful. Mm-hmm. Because the mind wants to hold on.
0: Wow. Yeah, and also like <laughs> the mind wants to hold on and also I feel, I've always feel like that Again, like, if you think about, like, us as, like, this organism in the last 100, maybe 200, 300 years, I don't know, I'm just throwing out numbers now, it kind of, like, there's almost, like, at the moment, feels like there's, like, this self-correcting mechanism where it's, like, the last 100, 200, 300 years was, like, very focused on our rational mind and, like, kind of, like, we now the situation where we are, I don't, you know, like, we all, we can agree that there's, like, a lot of issues we have and it's heavily based on this notion, A, that we are separate from this world, this feeling. And very, like, making decisions on very, yeah, external factors that have nothing to do with this internal harmony. And at the moment, it feels like there's, like, a self-correcting mechanism in place in this rising, like, because people want to kind of, like, also, like, to be honest, like, this rise of Wim Hof is only can happen because people know they want to feel themselves again. They know there's something not right.
2: I mean, it was the same with me. Yeah. You know, I was really going into the depression and and I felt like, fuck, Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, I need to change something. And then I just saw also Wim Hof, like standing on the mountaintop without a t shirt, speaking with so much confidence and so little shame. Yeah. And also, he, like him teaching other people, normal people, to go out there in the middle of the winter without a t-shirt on a snowy mountain and they can actually do this with the power of the belief and, mm-hmm. and the power inside of the body it just resonated inside of me and not so much on the mental level mm-hmm. but more like I could feel this makes sense
0: wow another one question though is like you know when, we, when you go this path I mean like this path of healing let's put it that way do you ever think there's like a you reach a point where you have healed enough, or is this like an ever never ending journey? Then once you do it, and like why would why would you do this then?
2: Wow, what a wonderful question, my dear Gerhard. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a deep thinker. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I have to think about that too. Yeah, I, I don't think there's an I don't think there's an ending endpoint for for this. Like we said before. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, for personally, like, it feels like in my own life, it's just continuing. It's just continuing and, and deepening. I, f- I feel now more trust that what to focus on. Okay. I'm less confused. Wow. But it does not mean that that everything is um, amazing. Mm-hmm. But still, I know what to focus on in the moment of doubt. Mm-hmm for example and i just feel it's just natural when you when you create more inner connection in a healthy way it just leads also to more connection to other people yeah and then i think it's also just natural that you want to share mm-hmm. what helped you yeah and lift the others up because the more people are lifted up and also connected to themselves you have more people to connect to and to collaborate with absolutely it just makes sense and so i think we are in this all together and there's a lot to do <laughs>
0: there's a lot to do and i think it's a very i think it's a very beautiful reason to wake up every morning like to understand okay wow i've met so also be so grateful for all the people you've met along your journey like you know, like the methods you were able to experience and try out and you could see wow this has helped me to really really live a life like this is like I want to give this back and bring this to as many people as possible I think the purpose couldn't be more beautiful
2: <laughs> yeah I mean to be honest I don't think too much about oh I want to help other people it's just more I just want to be happy and feel good mm-hmm. and it makes me happy and feel good to share what really brings me joy mm-hmm. And really helps me. And I see also in the retreats, it just gives me so much satisfaction when people are cracking open wow. and have this inner connection and start supporting each other, hugging each other. Yeah. And there's so much strength and love in the group. It lifts me up too. You know, I, I, I really also get a lot out of this. Wow. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just want to feel good, <laughs> and this leads me to do this kind of work mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah,
0: but also like it's it's it must be remarkable to watch this transformation over and over in time when you see like alright people cracking up and they kind like, of experience this beautiful light of life and this life energy, and then like how natural it just happens that people to support each other to kind of like this talk about open topics and you know like hard topics and like this. How do you say, like, how just how natural things happen? Not suddenly, there's no masks anymore, and sunny people just are.
2: <laughs> I, I really also like a quote from Vivian Dittmar mm-hmm. about personal development. Okay, and she describes it that in the beginning, it is like going on a bike up the hill, mm-hmm. and you really you have to push it, push it, push it. But then at one point, there comes a moment where it's more like going over the hill, and then you just let go. Mm -hmm. And I think this moment happens when you have found a path that is actually working. And you see again and again, this shit works. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, okay, let's relax into this. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's still problems coming up. But you're not searching so much anymore. Of course, still learning all the time and and, and going to teachers and refining, but the general direction is clear. Yeah. And it's like letting go more and more into this stream. Wow. And this is how it feels like to me. It's actually more and more (laughs) effortless. Amazing.
0: You're kind of just flowing it. And I think there was a... What was his name? I would use my iPhone because I listened to the podcast episode. I think Hasim something... And it was about how to manifest things in life, and actually, was exactly he's a uh, physics, uh, quantum physics professor. I'm not sure or normal doesn't matter. But he is fascinating. He kind of like like he said that that once you kind of like find this life energy within you again, and you start to let go, and you kind of like the universe kind of like starts communicating with you. What are you supposed to do in a sense? And you are in this flow, things become very effortless. And it takes, but it takes time to kind of like, this is what he said like, there's many, many, many people have been preaching for thousands of years already, like, to create space and time to kind of like find this inner voice within you again. And that's why we find it actually, it's a reoccurring pattern. It's like in various religions, spiritual realms in philosophy in science it always comes to the same conclusion to listen to your inner voice again and then there you find all the answers beautiful yeah
2: yeah i think it's uh, like a ping pong game (laughs) you know like to i think this is like for most people Mm -hmm. the really the first step because most people are so busy and also on autopilot mm-hmm. to pause. Yeah. For example, to go to a seminar or to a retreat. This is how it started for me this whole journey. Wow. I was attending a seminar where I started questioning. <laughs> <laughs> and questioning the status quo because there something different was happening. Mm-hmm. It was like a new way of being and, and people were like more open and hugging. So I was going myself to a seminar. And this opens me up a little bit. Wow. And then also in everyday life to pause, calm down, meditate, journal, Mm -hmm. reflect, observe yourself. But also, then, when you have this inner connection, it needs some outside action Mm -hmm. to also live what you feel inside. Mm -hmm. And then the outside action will also inform you again. And for example, when my outside action leads to better relationships, these people will also like reflect back on me. And this will nurture me and then I can go inside again, reflect on myself, maybe go outside and change my job. And this will inform me again. So I think it's always like going inside, outside, Mm -hmm. inside, outside. Wow. Um, And then it's like an upward spiral if we focus on the right things.
0: It's amazing. It's like so beautiful. It, we just I, I just had to think about my last years and it was like exactly how you described. Because once you start listening, that's how you know I started tracking my areas of life. And then like it kind of now that I think about it, got me on a six hour course, but like there was I was focusing my focus on what what I was tracking is like this does this feel authentic to who I am? Do I get joy of going there every morning? Does it bring a smile on my face? And there is a zigzag. You try, so you maybe think about my job, for example. I, I left this job, and I tried. I found things in this job that worked really well for me. Then I tried and tried something else, and it was like this zigzag. And like it kind of like normalizes over time because the more you try and you're honest to yourself, and suddenly you're on the path. Suddenly you're right. like zigzag, and suddenly you found it, and then it's just this. As you described, you are like this release, and then it's downhill. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And sometimes this just came to my mind.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I think sometimes also people think too much about it. Mm -hmm. They have this feeling for a long time, or like this idea to try something. But it needs really like the exposure to see actually the thing that makes you happy or like, or not.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: For example, if you have a job that grinds you down, you don't necessarily have to figure everything out in your head, before you quit the job, no. maybe keep the job, but just go to a dance class if you're interested in dancing. Yeah, and maybe give a dance class once a week mm-hmm. and see how it goes mm-hmm. while you have the job, you know. And then this will give you feedback, and something can grow out of that. Yeah, I suffer from this myself. Often to overplan, I think too much, and things develop sometimes much stronger by just. Going somewhere, talking to people, doing <laughs> something, doing the thing and not
0: yeah. thinking about. it. just making a decision, first of all. Just the first step. And also like what what I think it's very practical, what I've It's so simple actually. But you know what, what really helps when you're for example you're crying for your job, you hate, and you're just like there's no joy in it. It really helps to just make a list of the things that you're curious about. What is what sparks your curiosity? What do you, for example, what do you watch in your free time on youtube if it's like something you're curious about and really track this and it's like oh there must be something because if you're curious about it you do it effortless because you do it for joy and then like through this curiosity you might find and develop your passion and this might lead to your purpose but it's always starts with curiosity we all have it it always we all can relate to
2: i just think it comes again down to like being a good parent for ourselves. yeah if you if you were to have a child mm-hmm. and this child is all the time not such in a good mood, you would ask, like, what would you like to try? Yeah. And then you would organize it.
0: Exactly. And
2: drive the kid there. Exactly. And make it happen. Yeah. And if the kid is like, ah, oh, I don't know if I should try it. Like, yeah, you can just go there one time. Let's yeah. see how it is. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can still stop it afterwards. Follow but you would make it happen somehow.
0: Exactly. Follow the curiosity. Like it's, now you're like this energy of a child, but like this is how you actually are allowed to talk within yourself as well just like yeah see what you you want to try this out try it out see what happens go there
2: (laughs) yeah this is really also a good reminder for myself because this is something i'm working on also Mm -hmm. too you know i have sometimes this idea with the self-employment i'm Mm -hmm. also strict with myself Mm -hmm. like ah you should do this and that and all the marketing and like constantly thinking about it like but Do I meet a friend and play the guitar and sing? You know? (laughs) So also, like, take this seriously. Because, like, otherwise it's getting so gray. Mm -hmm. And just lifeless.
0: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I think... I know what you mean. I think... And what helps me is actually... To really also, again, trusting that... If you do something, you create something... That's really aligned with... And you bring joy. And it triggers join other people and it's realigned with the flow, so to say, then this will trigger and create other opportunities and it just will create. Sometimes we just have to have patience. Sometimes we just have to wait. Sometimes we have to surrender. And then the moments we have to take action, but then it's all about listening to yourself and you will feel it.
2: Yeah, and I believe sometimes, you know, we think we have to do it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Let's, for example, with the you know, like uh, to serve the algorithm of social media and all this kind of. Stuff. You know, and um, I think many people are really successful through that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that everybody has to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, to open the mind and say like maybe there's also different um, possibilities of finding clients. Mm-hmm. For example. Recently, I went to many singing circles in the area, in the yeah. local area, and connected with people. And of course, I tell them what I do. And of course, some people get interested. So I do what I love. I just just meet people, I meet amazing people and talk to them. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just like much nicer than like, thinking about the uh, WhatsApp posts or the Instagram posts.
0: Absolutely. You know, it all comes down again, same area. Like you have to align even marketing or sell, sales. What's authentic to you? And for you, if it's authentic to you to go to singing classes and like or just like be a present with a person, that's what you should focus on. I think it's like it's so easy that we are get I mean, myself to get trapped in this idea, okay, because you see it also on YouTube, this this is how you hack algorithms, this is how you grow fast. But then it's like maybe I don't wanna grow hyper fast. Maybe I just wanna focus on creating and and I have my joy and like having these amazing opportunities to have guests like you. That's what I focus on. <laughs>
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, like in the end, does it make you happy and healthy? Yeah. Exactly. Or not? Exactly. But it's it's a it takes time and also like this is also maybe the third thing. I Like focus on the sensitivity on the physical body mm-hmm. and connect there to the instincts to the deeper deeper signals. Work on the emotional. Get to know your emotions. Release the stuck emotions and use the emotions as driving forces to support. Mm -hmm. And the third level, I would say, is the level also of the mind, of the beliefs.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I don't know which one is the most powerful, but I think our mind is very strong. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it can drive us into this, for example, this belief how we have to do something, how it should look like. But also we can redirect it and try out if maybe we are wrong. Yeah. Maybe we can do it in a fun way and also find creative solutions that allows to achieve the same goal but having more fun at the same time. <laughs> exactly. <You> know. <laughs> and this is, I think, sometimes really tricky because we are so in these beliefs. It's we are so used to them. Yeah. That. It, sometimes it it takes really time to, uh, of observing them and really seeing what we're doing with our life to to get behind
1: them.
0: Wow, <laughs> amazing, Michael! I'm just taking we're getting to an hour mark, and um, I wanted to actually quickly talk, but so we... now we're warmed up. <laughs> we're Round up, actually, when now is we it... can get personal. <laughs> now. We... <laughs> all right hand sound that's good personal
2: tell me about your sex life (laughs) (laughs) let's get spicy (laughs) do you ever stuff something in your butt
0: (laughs) i can recommend it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's good (laughs) It's also about letting go.
0: It's about letting go and, you know, exploring. Um, (laughs) But uh, when is your... (laughs) When is your... Actually, when is your book coming out?
2: Yeah, I think in English within the next month. Okay. And yeah, I put a lot of love into it over the last couple of years. It's an amazing process, also, Mm -hmm. I think, to write down what you believe in. Mm -hmm. Because it just, when it's on paper, somehow it helps you to structure your mind and and Mm -hmm. your thinking. And for me, it was very helpful to become clear also what do I believe in Mm -hmm. and what do I want to believe in? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so this is just my personal process, but I think like the the why of this conversation is also in the book it's a wow. uh, my my goal was to really empower people to go out and to go in
0: amazing because in, i want to have you because i want to read the book and have you another time on the show at least and then we're gonna talk about that book so you said in next month hopefully this year
2: yes I mean like I'm in the final editing right now and then I'm okay. gonna give it to um, someone who also integrates the pictures with another yeah, yeah. thing about the book because in the last years Stephanie, she's an artist and photographer and she saw a shift in people after ice bathing. You know, when you as a photographer want to make a picture of someone, a portrait, the people fake it. Mm-hmm. People make the picture fake, we all do it. I'm also guilty of it, of course. You know, but this is not what's interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Like, I think every real uh, portrait photographer wants the real mm-hmm. emotion, the real mm-hmm. person. And she saw that after the ice bath, it happens naturally. People wow. Boom,
3: wow. are suddenly
2: real, and it doesn't matter the shape of your nose. You are beautiful wow. when you're real. Amazing. And this is why she took like thousands of pictures on my retreats. And um, yes, we want to give the language and the science also behind the ice bathing and what's happening on the level of the emotions and the hormones and the nervous system, but also give the pictures because this can also speak to us on a more primal level. Wow. The other people are like, wow, yes. she's got it. I want that too.
0: That's amazing. That's a beautiful observation. Whew, can't wait. I really can't wait to... Get my hands on this book. Yes. Well, what was the name again of the book? Or what do you want? Uh, it's
2: in the process, though. I What's have, the process. I have okay. several ideas for the Okay. Name, but yeah, we'll I think see. If, if people listen to this podcast later and they Google my name, they will find it on my website.
0: No, I'll make sure that uh, once it's out there, I'm going to read it and then I will invite you again. And then we're going to talk Thank about you. your book. I would love to. Amazing do actually it would be the first it's so awesome because it will be the first where i have a guest who published a book and i can read it and then we can actually talk about it it would be so cool. yes all right michael uh, we're coming to an end um thank you so much for this amazing conversation um it was yeah as always it's a pleasure talking you to too. you really
2: you're such a light in the world and also like i really want to say you're one of these people that also like are an orientation for me and like helping me to find my own life because I see that you're so dedicated on this path and you're such a wonderful soul. And each time we, we talk to each other, it's deeply nourishing for me. So, yeah, I, I'm so grateful that you're in my life, that we're connected. And, you know, like brothers going going together.
0: Brothers going together, dying to together dying together, and yeah, living together. So I'm very grateful, Michael. Thank you for these words. And to be honest, I just can't wait. Uh, I feel like our journey in friendship just has started. And I told you last time. For me, it was like, sometimes you meet people in life where you feel like you just rediscover a friendship that has been already there. And I felt like that's with you very strongly.
2: <laughs> yes, I feel the same way. Let's drop into it. Let's drop it.
0: into it. Awesome, Michael. I'm going to hit stop. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And there will be another episode with Michael's book. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.